I'm Kyle Rice, awful test taker turned physical therapist and standardized test coach for over 5,000 physical therapists worldwide. It wasn't that long ago that I struggled with anxiety, lack of confidence, and the fear of failing the NPTE. Fast forward through the challenges, the 13 standardized test failures, and many lessons learned, and you'll see the life I have today, a life filled with love, financial freedom, and a dream job that allows me to change lives every single day. I created the NPTE Clinical Files podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies along with a step-by-step walkthrough of NPTE-based questions. All of this so that you can dominate your exam like I did and achieve your dream. So if you're a driven PT student who's looking to pass the NPTE and start creating a life you love, you're in the right place. Enjoy the show. For this week's clinical file, we have Roger, and Roger is status post-cerebrovascular accident and is being evaluated by physical therapy. The patient seems to disregard safety and repeatedly falls onto their weak side. Which of the following is a diagnostic factor of pusher syndrome? So we have A, contralateral loss of pain and temperature sensation, B, trunk lean towards the uninvolved side. C, abduction of the uninvolved extremities. And D is inability to push through involved upper extremity. All right, let's go up to the top of this question. We have Roger is status post cerebrovascular accident or CVA and is being evaluated by physical therapy. Pretty straightforward first sentence here. All right, so the patient has a stroke. Let's continue down. It says the patient seems to disregard safety and repeatedly falls onto their weak side. I'm slowing up on that sentence. I think it's very important as they're bringing out the safety piece, right? They're saying the patient disregards safety and it says repeatedly falls onto the weak side. And I'm like, hmm, that's really interesting that they keep falling over there. It seems like they're not protecting themselves. So I'm keeping that in mind as I look at the last sentence of the question, the question stem. It says, which of the following is a diagnostic factor of pusher syndrome? All right. For those of you who are not familiar with pusher syndrome, I find this to be a hot target for the NPTE that you need to know. So pusher syndrome is where patients actively push away from the non-hemiparetic side, like they push towards their weak side. And this leads to a loss of postural balance. Now, this behavior is typically due to a perception of body posture that is altered in relationship to gravity. All right. So with that understanding now, we have a question where a patient's presenting with a CVA. They have a disregard for safety. They're repeatedly falling onto their weaker side. The question's really asking which of the following is a diagnostic factor of pusher syndrome, not just CVA, but pusher syndrome specifically. So for those of you on the podcast, let's go through the answer choices again. We have A, contralateral loss of pain and temperature sensation. B is trunk lean towards the uninvolved side. C is abduction of the uninvolved extremities. And D is inability to push through the involved upper extremity. All right, let's go ahead through these answer choices, rolling in and rolling out. We got this, people. We got this. A says contralateral loss of pain and temperature sensation. A lot of you selected this answer, but I'm going to challenge you really quick. In the question, it does say that the patient has a CVA. 
We know that if a patient has a CVA, let's say on the left side, that the right side is going to be weak. The right side is going to have a lot of loss of pain and temperature sensation. So contralateral loss of pain and temp. That's with a basic cerebrovascular accident, though. That's not what the question's asking us for. The question's asking us for a diagnostic factor of pusher syndrome. So although A would be a diagnostic factor for a stroke, it's not a diagnostic factor necessarily for pusher syndrome. Therefore, A isn't specific enough for me, and I'm going to go ahead and put an X next to it. Ooh, I know that I got a few of you, but stay locked in with me. Let's make sure that we understand which answer is best. Let's take a look at B. B says trunk lean towards the uninvolved side. Okay, so as I'm thinking about this, trunk lean towards the uninvolved side, aka the strong side, is that a diagnostic factor for pusher syndrome? The answer to that is no. If anything, I would see trunk lean towards the involved, aka weak side. All right. So B is not correct. It's not a diagnostic factor for pusher syndrome. Putting an X next to it, let's get it. Let's take a look at C. C says abduction of the uninvolved extremity. I love to change these fancy words that they use, like uninvolved. Let's just put strong there, like the strong extremity or the strong side. C says abduction of the strong extremities or the strong side. I'm like, hmm, that makes a bit more sense to me as far as being a diagnostic factor of pusher syndrome. Why? Because I know a patient with pusher syndrome is going to take their strong arm abduct it or even extend it and try to push using that arm and push over to the weak side. That is a diagnostic factor. That's what we see with a patient with pusher syndrome. And so therefore, I really like C right now. Hold on. Doesn't mean it's the right answer. Let's take a look at D. D says inability to push through the involved upper extremity, aka inability to push through the weak arm. And so a lot of you selected this answer. I'm going to challenge you again, though, just the way I challenged the people who selected A. So in D, it says inability to push through the involved or weak extremity. Is that diagnostic for pusher syndrome? Or would you say that that's just diagnostic for a cerebrovascular accident? And to me, I'm like, well, that's just very common for a person with a cerebrovascular accident or a stroke. That's not really going to tell me that the person has pusher syndrome. I need something more specific that a patient with pusher syndrome would specifically do. And so D is not specific enough. And therefore, I'm going to put an X next to D. Guess what? That leaves me with my final answer of C abduction of the uninvolved extremities. Congratulations to those of you who got this one correct. If you didn't, ask yourself why. Why didn't I get this one correct? I will tell you right now that pusher syndrome is a target that the NPTE likes to hit on because it is something that shows up with patients who have a CVA. And so definitely want to make sure that you understand the safety regarding this condition and then why this is really happening. If you have trouble with this concept, hit me up in my DMs on Instagram. 
It's at the PT Hustle. That's my handle. Or you can shoot me a text message, 724-213-7900. Yeah, hit me up. All right. Now, what I want to do, though, is pull you into a major concept that you need to understand in order for you to do well on the MPTE. So first, let me tell you what we found. We've been finding that a lot of our students are getting questions wrong because they think the MPTE is all about finding the safest answer. Have you been taught that? I mean, I was recently on a call with a student who has been struggling to pass the MPTE for the past three attempts. Now, she was in a pretty tough school in California, and although she wasn't the top of her class, she wasn't the bottom either. She didn't think that she'd end up failing the MPTE, let alone three times. Well, she got a rude awakening because all of her classmates passed the MPTE, leaving her the only one who didn't. Her school pass rate was like a 96%. She was the only one who didn't pass. So you know how it feels when you start to get behind, like everyone else is doing better than you and you can't catch up. You start feeling insecure. You're not worthy of being a PT now. And overall, you just start feeling disappointed in yourself. Well, this is where she was. And my team and I worked with her and found out that she was missing 15 to 20 questions on her exam just because of always thinking the safest answer was best. When she started to realize sometimes the safest answers aren't functional or aren't really answering the questions, her scores skyrocketed. In July of 2022, she passed with a 698, accepted an adjunct professor position, and is now working in one of the top hospitals in the state of California. My point is, you may be closer to passing the NPTE than you think. Your practice exam scores may be telling you that you suck, you're below average, or you'll never make it, But I say you're on the cusp of destroying this NPTE and getting your dream job. So if you're a PT student who is consistently getting lower scores on practice exams and you feel that you're missing something important, you probably are. I'm inviting you over to join my free private group on Facebook where we provide free help and classes to help you raise your NPTE score. Join us right now at www.nptegroup.com. Hi, this is Kyle, and thanks for downloading the podcast. I always enjoy spending this time with you, and I hope that you leave today feeling motivated and with a better understanding. Make sure to subscribe to get new mock NPTE questions each week. I deeply appreciate your support. It helps keep this mission going. And as I always say, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you next time.